1: 18 plus. Hey, what's up? I'm Steve Carney, Rays Insider for Tampa Bay Sports Radio 95.3 WDAE and AM620. I'd like to thank you for checking out today's episode of the Inside Pitch Podcast. This is our daily look at the Tampa Bay Rays and the news and the events that affect both the team and the rest of Major League Baseball. Do me a favor on whatever platform you're using to listen to today's show. Hit the subscribe button. It is free. It helps us help you never miss a day Of the show. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review. It helps us find as many Rays fans as possible. That's what your ratings and your reviews help do for us. Also, check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram platforms. We are on Inside Pitch Pod at all three. Of those. And if you have a question for me, or you want to ask a question of a player or raise manager Kevin Cash or whoever uh, with the organization, I can be your conduit for that. You can always send me an email. The email address is insidepitchpod at gmail.com. We also have the Inside Pitch Radio Show. Which gets going an hour before every raise game Monday through Saturday, two hours before the start of every raise game on Sunday on 95.3 WDAE and AM 620 here in Tampa. And if you're outside of the Tampa Bay market, you can listen to it live on the iHeartRadio app. Now, with all that said, let's get today's show going. This is the Inside Pitch Podcast. Now, your
0: host, Steve Carney.
1: Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Coming off on today's show, we are going to dissect Monday night's loss to the New York Yankees. Uh, Probably go a little deeper than we do in most games because this one really stings for Tampa Bay. Uh, Going to New York. Uh, Playing the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, it's always going to be tough. Uh, As I mentioned on the Inside Pitch radio show on Monday night, the Rays had lost 13 of their last 14 series at Yankee Stadium and had dropped 13 consecutive series openers, and you can make it 14 in a row now as Tampa Bay Drops a three nothing decision to New York on Monday night, and really, this one is all about the mastery that Masahiro Tanaka has over the Rays. As he was just absolutely spectacular, he goes the distance, he allows just two hits, both of them singles and a walk, and strikes out 10. And just being, uh, I guess which you could call it just a, a master class of how to take on the Rays. And unfortunately for Tampa Bay's hitters, they did everything that I had said they should not do against Masahiro Tanaka. They, I, I said uh, when we went through uh, the keys to Monday night's game that uh, you want to try and take advantage of pitches that he misses up in the zone. Well, they did get a couple of hits. In fact, both uh, the singles by Austin Meadows and Willie Adamas were on pitches up in the zone. But they had plenty of other opportunities and basically either let them slide past for a strike or they swung and missed. They did not make contact on a number of pitches up in the zone. And, you know, when you're doing that, you find yourself in bad shape uh, with Tanaka because he loves to uh, work down in the zone, down in the zone, and even further down in the zone. He loves to work basically from the kneecaps down, and if he's doing that, you're finding yourself in big trouble, and that's what happened to Tampa Bay. There was a lot of pitches that were ended up being down in the zone. The other thing that the Rays did on Monday that just absolutely will chap a coach's uh, rear end and certainly anger the fan base is falling behind on Masahiro Tanaki. He saw 29 batters on Monday. He threw 24 first pitch strikes and got ahead on 21. 21- batters 0-1. That is just absolutely unbelievable. There were only three balls put in play on the first pitch 21 times out of 29 batters. Rays started behind in the count. You do that with Tanaka, you're going to find yourself in big, big trouble. And if you look at the breakdowns, they are just absolutely unbelievable first pitch-wise. Like the fact that Tanaka threw 15 first pitch sliders and 14 of them were strikes, which is unbelievable. He had four swing and miss, four called strikes, three of them were fouled off, and three of them were put in play. Seven fastballs, five of them for strikes. He threw two splitters, they were both strikes. He threw three he threw four cutters and three of those were strikes. He was so efficient in first pitch strikes. It is just absolutely unbelievable. To put things into perspective on the other side, Yanni Chirinos faced 23 batters and only had 13 first pitch strikes. He got ahead Owen 1 on 13 of 23 as opposed to 24 of 29, which is just absolutely um, an amazing stat for Tanaka. And it's part of the reason why the Rays struggle against Tanaka. They tend to be uh, patient when they should be aggressive and they tend to be aggressive when they should be patient. And Tanaka is a wily veteran. He knows how to pitch to this team. He certainly knows how to make sure that uh, the his opponent feels uncomfortable in the box. And the Rays were very uncomfortable on Monday. But don't take my word for it. Listen to manager Kevin Cash's comments after the 3 nothing shutout. With Yanni Chirinos, maybe in the third inning, struggled a little, gave up a couple home runs. I mean, what did you see from him today?
2: I, I thought he was really good again. Uh, he did give up the two home runs. Obviously, that was the, all the offense for both sides. But uh, Yanni, another really nice effort. Good, good. You know, I thought everything went well. We just, uh, it gets you know, really exploited when our bats are quiet. We were really quiet. You got tip your cap to Tanaka. He was really, really tough, obviously. a to Complete game shutout it was pretty impressive, but uh, pleased with the way Yanni threw the ball.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, how tough was Tanaka tonight? I mean, how tough it is, is it to get the offense going against him when he was just firing like that?
2: Yeah, I mean... F- for what it's worth, I mean, it, it seems like he's tough against us every time here at our ballpark. He's just he's got our number right now. We got to do a better job of making some adjustments, you know changing you know not being afraid to change some things up some some routines, whatever when you walk up to the plate because whatever he's doing and whatever we're doing is not uh, it's not working we're not we're not just not getting guys on base uh, and he's so efficient with his pitches uh, to allow him to get that deep in the ball game.
1: You mentioned the adjustments.
2: Is it just being more aggressive, being more patient? What's uh, Well, I think with him, I mean, look, he's he's got a knack for pitching to the edges uh, and get a lot of soft contacts on some 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 you know pitches that you probably uh, would rather not offer at, But maybe a little bit more of a um, you know less aggressive approach uh, might help. But look, I, I'm not in the box. Those guys are in there, and, and ultimately, it's a lot of credit to Tanaka. if mm-hmm. so to play a, a better game even though obviously the bat requires just kind of a step in maybe you mm-hmm. know pitching mm-hmm. defense nah yeah i mean yeah we lost <laughs> is it i mean you never want to lose a game but is it how important now is tomorrow considering this, the importance of this series and the performance tonight? Uh, I don't look at that uh, no, no different than it was tonight. I mean, we, we want to give ourselves a chance to win games, and we got to bounce back tomorrow and do that. But it uh, doesn't need to be any added pressure or more emphasis on tomorrow's game. We're going to face another good pitcher, um, and we've just got to come out and you know establish a little bit more offensively earlier on. Kevin,
1: you mentioned Tanaka and how he's searching for the edges. Uh, Upstairs, we were looking at, uh, you know, differential in pitches, 30% around there with the fastball. Do you think, uh, you you mentioned the approach. What do you think you guys need to do just against him to, I mean, find that ball?
2: Find the ball? What do you mean? To be able to put contact on Tanaka. Well, you got to get yourself in some hitter's counts. Um, But uh, tonight, it probably didn't matter what we needed to do. I mean, he was just really, really sharp.
1: You know, Kevin talks about there being no moral victories, and he's right about that. But, uh, you know, you look at some of the mistakes that the Rays are making, you know, when you only get three base runners on, you cannot uh, do things like uh, run into a strike him out, throw him out, double play, which is exactly what happened in the sixth inning with Meadows and Tommy Pham. And you look at it, they had uh, probably a very good opportunity there uh, to try and get things going uh, against Tanaka down three, nothing at that point. But uh, you have uh, a number of issues right now with the Rays. Uh, you know, giving the Yankees extra outs uh, and running into outs on the base paths. You can do that against bad teams and survive. You can't do it against good teams and expect to have any sort of success. And the Rays are going to find that out uh, in a bad way here very, very soon if they're not careful. You cannot, you know, being aggressive is one thing. But you have to also be smart uh, about it. And they certainly weren't smart in the sixth inning. And Meadows has been caught a couple of times now in the last couple of days trying to uh, be aggressive on the base paths. And it's come back to bite him in the rear end. I mean, what are you going to do when you've got uh, only three base runners all night? Tanaka was just absolutely spectacular. And so now it's basically... uh, Throw that one in the circular file and pretend like it didn't happen, and try and even up this series tonight as Ryan Stanek will go in the opener's role. Ryan Yarbrough will be the bulk guy once again. They will take on uh, a guy that they are again familiar with in J. Hap, and that will get going at 7 5 tonight and before we get out of here i just want to give you a, a little bit of a, a nice little news story well i guess it's really not so much news but it is a nice announcement uh for me on thursday of course we had the history making event at tropicana field with Shohei otani becoming the first japanese born major leaguer to hit for the cycle and uh i got an email from the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum later that night asking if I would be so kind as to donate my scorecard as I scored the game uh, sitting in the press box uh, watching Otani uh, be masterful against the Rays. And uh, when the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown calls, uh, yeah, you're probably going to pick up the phone and you're probably going to say yes. And that is exactly what happens. So my scorecard is on its way to Cooperstown as we speak. I don't know if it's going to be, uh, displayed. I don't know if they're going to do anything with it, but, uh, it, it really is an honor for me to have something of mine now belong, uh, to the baseball hall of fame, you know, as a guy that had a hard time hitting little league pitching to think that something of mine is now in the same place as Babe Ruth's uniforms and Ty Cobb's bats and Jackie Robinson's shoes and, you know, you know, these stars uh, from yesteryear that uh, so many of us idolize and to think that something of mine is going to be in that uh, museum along with some of these great things that are uh, around. And maybe when they decide to do a, uh, a piece on uh, Major League Baseball uh, and the Japanese influence in Major League Baseball, maybe it'll get put out on display. I don't know, but they have it, and I'm, uh, I'm honored for the fact that they asked me for it. Um, it really... Um, it it's a humbling experience. Uh, I'll just I'll just put it that way. And so I want to thank uh, Joe uh and uh, the folks at uh, at the Major League at the uh, National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. Uh, the only thing I will say is, uh, you know, uh, it is funny that it was the Angels because the new director uh, of the Hall of Fame is Tim Mead, who for the last forty years has been the PR guy for the Los Angeles angels. And, and I had half a nerve to say, you know, if Mead had waited a week, he could have brought it himself, <laughs> but, uh, I didn't, I'll, I'll just, I'll say it on the podcast and, and maybe Joe and, and Tim will get a kick out of it. Hopefully, uh, they get a chance, uh, to, uh, enjoy. It. And hopefully, uh, if they need it, it's there for them. So, uh, I appreciate, uh, the folks at the, uh, National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown for asking me. And I was more than glad uh, to uh, spit out the eight dollars and 20 cents to send a priority mail. You'll have it on Thursday, boys. That'll do it for today's episode of the Inside Pitch podcast. Again, we get going tonight on the Inside Pitch radio show at six o'clock. Again, a seven o five. First pitch with Ryan Stanek and Jay Happ as the opener slash starter for each side. Again, the Inside Pitch Radio Show you can listen to on WDAE 95.3 FM and 620 AM here in Tampa and on the iHeartRadio app outside of the Tampa Bay market. Make sure that you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're using to listen to the Inside Pitch Podcast. Again, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and uh, also on iHeartRadio. I I think on iHeartRadio you have to hit the follow button uh, instead of subscribe everywhere else. It is the subscribe button. Check out Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Inside Pitch Podcast. I'm Steve Carney. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Inside Pitch Podcast.
0: Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere,